This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Here we go. Here we motherfucking go. Welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Petrie. Listen for a nine-fight UFC weekend. I know we had uh, Fury and Wilder. Nine-fight UFC weekend. There is a lot for me to talk about, boys and girls. Uh, we got to get into it. We got to get into all the, the good stuff. It was an action-packed weekend, action-packed kind of week. So I want to, um, you know, get into it all. You know, we're going to get into everything and then end with the Contender Series preview for Tuesday. I love kind of like recording on Sundays, you know. Sunday night here, my Bengals. <sighs> Hard-fought battle. Um, it hurt. It, I mean, listen, it's it's killing me. I'm 35 now. I, I I love the Cincinnati Bengals. There's no team I root for harder. My favorite sport is MMA, but like I'm not a big team guy. But the Bengals, since I was a kid, I've been obsessed. I I love them. And and you know they had some spurts of being good in the mid 2000s with Palmer. Then we got Dalton and Green. We were good for a little bit. Then we had some shit. But now we got some real talent, franchise talent in today's game, which is so many missed field goals, so many fucking. It's just uh I know this is MMA or this is MMA podcast. I'm not going to get into it, but uh, want to record earlier. But I legitimately need to take a shower after that game. Had a shower, had to relax, tried to nap. I couldn't. Just had some wonderful Chinese suits. So now we're here. Now we're here talking about this fucking crazy week that just happened. Had to pick them with the boys. It was so good having all the boys back. I want to issue an apology. And probably I would say 85% of the people that listen to the show will, will, will not know what I'm talking about. But we had a little uh, hiccup on Christian's end of, uh, of audio. I'm an audio OCD fucking fanatic. When I listen to it back, it's tough. You know, he was tried his computer, his computer didn't work. Then he did his phone and there was like bits where I was talking, you know, it, it just, it wasn't the best audio wise. I try to clean it up as best as I could. My apologies. Again, no one probably fucking cares but me. We did the best we could. I'm glad Christian was on the show. Uh, you know, he's a great capper. Um, I like his I like his energy. I like talking to him. He's a buddy. I mean, he's a friend. We're all friends. We're the three fucking, the three amigos. Uh, it was good having him back, but trying to, uh, trying to uh, right that wrong uh, of the audio. Christian is... Looking to spend some money, I I gave him some uh, some things to help out, you know, and 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 whatever. But I just want to issue an apology. It's Christian's. It's not Christian's fault. It's no one's fault. Um, but you know, I'm I'm the I'm the captain of the ship here. This is the MMA Takes podcast, and 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 I want to apologize for that. Also, uh, not a religious person, you know. Uh, I had my own uh, struggles with religion for numerous reasons, you know. Well, you got to take me out for a beer, even though I don't drink anymore. Take me up for a beer to hear these stories. But anyway, I'm not a religious person, but I do feel very, uh, I hate saying the word blessed, but really blessed, I guess, you know, um, on Monday, last Monday, uh, my wife is back at work. You know, she's got like three fucking jobs, but she's back doing hair now. She's got her own little play. You know, it's, you know, she missed doing it, whatever. Um, so the kids had to go to my, my parents' house. Now my mom, my mother, beautiful mother. She is disabled i guess legally disabled she's she can walk and everything but she you know her, her mental capacity um she had a three severe strokes so we can't leave her with the little one for too long like she can watch winnie when he's four when he watches her right but with the little one we can't leave her for a while so my my stepfather works from home anyway 
they're over there while I was at work, you know, and I'm, I'm hustling to get done. And I get a call from my stepfather and he goes, Hey, where are you at? And I'm, I'm literally driving on the highway back from, uh, just get done with my route. And I go, what, what's going on? Like, I'm, I'm like freaking out. He goes, I need to know where you're at. And I'm like, I need you to fucking tell me what's going on. <clears throat> I'm like yelling at him. I'm ready to fucking pull off the highway. Like my kids are over there. You're leading with something negative, right? You're, you're leading with, yeah, I'm, I'm freaking out. Fucking tell me what's going on. So he got in a car accident and he's like, I just wanted to make sure you went around your mother. I'm okay. I totaled my car. I'm in the hospital. My chest hurts a little bit from the seatbelt or airbag. I'm okay. And I'm like, oh, okay, you're all right. You know, make sure everything's okay. So I rush home to my mom. My mom had no idea. She's freaking out about, you know, my, my youngest daughter lost a passage. She's crying. She can't figure it out. She's all flustered. So I come in, settle that down, tell my mom. She handles it pretty well. We go out and pick him up. A couple hours later, he, he got released out of the hospital. Everything's fine. But he showed me pictures of his car. Uh, the next day, he went and had to get some stuff out of his car at the junkyard. Mother, it was smashed in. The front end smashed in. His fault. He ran a light like a fucking goof. Hit a woman. They're okay. Everyone's okay. No injuries. So we 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 dodged the bullet there. Um, but his his whole front, his engine. You know, he drove a um, Toyota Camry. His engine was on the ground, like literally when they towed it. Like they lifted up the you know the front end to tow it, and the engine just flopped out. Like it was smashed in. He's got to get a new car. No injuries. His fault, which sucks, but. I had to deal with that Monday and I just, I feel very uh, fortunate because now this whole week we've been kind of spending a little more time with my parents. My stepdad doesn't leave the city or doesn't leave the state. I should say doesn't like vacations. He didn't come with us to Wilmington. Good guy, but he's very eccentric. He does what he does and that's it. Um, but this week we got to spend a lot more time with him and it was, it, it, it was nice because of something like that happening. You know, it sucks that something like that happens and you don't, you open your eyes to it or whatever. Cause a lot of times we're just with my mom. We take my mom out. We, you know, we take care of my mom and he's there and stuff, but you know, he's, he's not flexible, but you know, seeing this and I'm just very happy that everyone's okay. Even the people that he hit, I think a, he said a little girl was in the car that he hit. Um, and it was his fault, uh, running that light. You know, I'm a professional driver. I've offered to give him, uh, professional tips and uh hopefully you know driving lessons and hopefully they'll take me up on that but i want to you know i don't keep anything from you guys I want to let you know that that was uh on my mind a little bit and uh yeah drive safely folks just pay attention you know what i mean you know what i mean just be just be safe drive drive safe and don't you know don't be an asshole right don't run raw lights don't go fast you know 10 and 2 <clears throat> keep your head on a fucking swivel <clears throat> it's not that hard okay just be safe. All right. So that's let's get to the betting recap. I will, that was kind of the only personal stuff I want to get in. We have some other stuff, but I mean, that kind of ties in with fighting. We got a lot to talk about. I got a lot to talk about. So betting recap for UFC Vegas 39. It was a plus night for your boy. I'm up about a unit. So nothing crazy. Slime ball cashed again. Uh, it was a juicier slime ball. And, and uh, one of um, loyal listeners, good friend of the program, Thick Diaz on Twitter, pointed out, because I tweeted it out, he pointed out that, oh, I, I listened to the podcast, I must have missed it. I did not say it on the podcast. I need to get a lot better of making it known, right? I, I feel like I, I originally wasn't going to have a, a, um, a slime ball because this card was so up and down, right? 
and can't fights canceling and this and that. I wasn't really going to have one. And then I made one on Saturday morning, you know, and then I drove to Indiana and placed a bet. <clears throat> so then I tweeted it out and I put, put it on bet MMA tips. If you want all my bets, click the bet MMA tips in my, my Twitter profile and, and follow me on there. I'll tweet some out. Also, I should always, 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 you know, if I do a video podcast, make the graphic on the screen, do this, whatever. I need to change that. So thank you, Thick Diaz, for pointing that out. That uh, I did not mention it. So it, it's hard to follow me. It's hard to cash when uh, I don't fucking post anywhere. I did post it on Twitter, but a little late in the day. I need to get better at it. And I'm going to get better, right? That's my promise to you. Uh, if you keep listening, we're going to keep cashing. But the slime ball parlay cash, it was plus. I got it at plus a 111. I actually used the Barstool Sportsbook app for the first time in Indiana. Uh, for the fights, pretty slick app. When I when they first came to Indiana, I downloaded the app. I didn't really love the interface. They have since switched things up a little bit, which uh, I I, I kind of like. So I went uh, I went with that this time because I had withdrawn. <clears throat> Excuse me, I got a little thing in my throat. Let's go here. So my thing is, is I used to, you know, I'm not a professional capper, right? But I used to just keep all the money in one book, right? And I would just ride with that book and then cash out, right? And I used to only cash out to buy things for the podcast that I needed, right? I'm pretty set up here. I, I, I mean, there's really not much else I need. I mean, I could go get like a better camera because I just use this webcam, but that's like a lot of work and stuff. And like, I've done that before. I've had that set up before. And then you got to worry about batteries dying. It's, it's a fucking nightmare. So I'm pretty set up here. So now my money, I either save it or it's like, hey, you know what? It's pretty dope that I can pay my car payment from using my fucking brain betting on fights. You know what I mean? It, it feels good to be like, I'm done with this bill this month or I'm paying this off early because of, you know, some things I've always said on this podcast. I don't use my money to pay bills. This is like fun money for me. Right. But <clears throat> last week, I went right before vacation. I withdrew out of FanDuel. I had, you know, took that for some vacation money or excuse me, at DraftKings. And then I had money on FanDuel and I wrote it. I let it all ride last week on the, uh, on the, on the, um, <clears throat> Santos Walker card up five units on that week. Right. So took it from there. Right. And took that out, paid, well, took all the money out that I had my FanDuel paid my car and then put that money back in Barstool. So I'm trying Barstool now. So that's what I usually do. But I think after, since I really, this is two weeks in a row now that I've won, like I'm up money, I'm going to start just keep slowly building that up, right? Because I think I'm I'm, Gu- I'm Gucci with the podcast set up. I think I'm just going to let it build up. And because my goal is by 2022 is to bump up my units. You know, my units are $100. I want to go $200, right? Because... You make more money when you play more money. That's just math 101. You don't, you put stuff in the pot and that's how you win. You know, I mean, I could go and put $10 on some fucking lottery ticket parlay and win 10 grand or whatever. I mean, that might happen once in a while, but I usually don't gamble that way. Maybe I need to start, but I want to up my units and I just keep withdrawing money. So I need to really build a foundation. And I kind of like Barstool's, uh, Barstool's app. I know every pro capper, every capper says use multiple books. I have multiple on my phone. I know Timbo, Christian, those guys are the fucking, you know, the betting everything. They use multiple books. I'm usually kind of a one track mind kind of guy, but I use Barstool. I got this uh, parlay at plus 111. It says plus one 
09 on uh on uh, uh whatchamacallit um bet MMA takes tips here doesn't matter i had gutierrez romanoff uh steve garcia garcia's made me sweat he got rocked with everything romanoff never made me sweat the guy's a beast <clears throat> and gutierrez the the judges made me sweat. I had a 30-27 Gutierrez. I did not think it was that close. Uh it, I mean, it was a competitive fight, but I don't think it was close. I think Gutierrez won every round. I think Felipe Krause had moments, but I still think Gutierrez won every round. And then uh so I won the parlay at plus one plus one eleven for two units. I missed on uh Nicolau submission plus uh four hundred, little uh point three units. I missed on Gooden by KO at plus four hundred as well at point three units. And then I had a little parlay prop. I had Rosa Jackson go or go over two and a half rounds, hit that, but missed on Lupe Gonez versus Silva Gomez Juarez over two and a half as well. That was a plus one thirteen parlay for a half unit. Missed that, so didn't put a ton out. Right, didn't put a ton out just because the card was a little thin. But uh, that's the betting recap for uh, for this card. Um, up a unit, but I'm just I'm, I'm trying to make a solemn promise. So because I always kind of listen to the podcast back now to see what I can improve on, if I can cut my ums down, if I if I need to tweak the volume, whatever. So hopefully when I listen to this back tomorrow, I'll remember, Brian, you know, keep that fucking money in the account and let's grow this bitch. Because, you know, I'm always one, I, I, you know, you're up, you take it out. You're up money, you take it out. You know what I mean? So you don't lose money. But I think you keep money in to get money. You know what I mean? I, 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 I'm, in, I'm in the right kind of space um, right now, uh, mentally and capping wise and what I'm picking and what I'm seeing, I went six and three on my picks. You know what I mean? Like I, I missed some bets cause I went props and I'm looking at betting my tips right now and I'm owing nine of my props. I literally have not hit a prop. I did hit a prop parlay, but it's not showing up in my props. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hit a prop parlay, but it's not showing up in my props. So I'm over nine in props and I went prop heavy this week. Because what the fuck am I doing? You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? A little Sebastian Maniscalco there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I'm gonna keep the money in, I'm gonna grow the money, I'm gonna build money, make money to make money, need money to make money to make money. What what is that fucking saying? You guys get it. You guys fucking get it, okay? I wanna up my units, okay? I wanna pay my house off. I wanna do this thing. Um and that's how you do it. <clears throat> you know what I mean? That's how you do it. <clears throat> My throat's been fucking awesome all day. The minute I come on here, I start. Well, not that's not true. I was yelling at the TV. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna recap Wilder Fury first. Um, it's not gonna be super long. Then I'm gonna do the UFC recap because we have a lot to talk about that within itself, right? So, um, oh, one little thing I have written down here. So there's a capper who he did the classic thing on Twitter where he followed me. This was a couple months ago, right? I think it was after I was on MMA Locked in the Night show. He followed me. I followed him back like I always do. And, you know, he's got a, a lot of followers, bigger following than me. He hosts a podcast. I don't think it's that great, right? I, I necessarily don't. I, I don't think he's a bad guy, right? I, you know, I just don't think he's entertaining. Anyway, long story short, he followed me. I followed him. Uh, we, we had a couple little interactions, friendly stuff. I liked his stuff. He liked my stuff, whatever. And then he just stops following me. And I just remember thinking, oh, okay. And then I go look at his thing and he's got like not so many followers and a lot of, I mean, excuse me, not so many people. He follow a lot of followers. So it seems like this is what he does is he follows like a thousand people. Then he gets like 900 to follow him. And then he drops off to like 
back to following 100 people. No one pays attention to it. I fucking do. Okay? I'm the one that pays attention to us. So I saw that he did that. So I was like, fuck this guy. So I stopped following him as well. So now I've been kind of rooting for his downfall a little bit. Not really. I'm not that malicious, but kind of, right? And uh, he had a tweet out this weekend where he was just like, oh, it's not for me anymore, man. This, I guess he had a bad week. You know, again, I don't follow. I guess he had a bad week, but he's just like really into his feelings. I just not for me anymore. And, and, and again, this, I think this is a guy that sells his picks. Imagine <clears throat> being his client or being a guy that buys picks from this guy and seeing a tweet like that. Like, are you signing up to pay for this guy's Patreon next week? You know what I mean? The guy is down in the dumps. He's mopey. Like, listen, don't get me wrong. I've been upset myself. I've been, I've been, have bad weeks. I've been down money. I've been very upset, right? I've had a guy in the show where him and I had a big disagreement because I was down bad, right? This happens, right? We're emotional people, but I don't sell my picks. You tell me, you don't tell me, you follow me. That's fine. But this guy, I think sells his picks and he's, just moping, right? And then it's like everyone's bringing them up, which is fine. Positivity's great. But I'm just like, man, you know, I I want to root for his downfall because I think he did some shady shit with Twitter. I think he's done that before. I don't like that shit, right? You, you're trying to boost your numbers. It's, it's all a numbers game. Listen, I denied it for years that it doesn't bother me. It bothers me. I'm into it, right? You follow me, you don't, you know, follow me, I'm gonna follow you. And that, that's just the end of it. I'm not going to drop you off to, to make my numbers look good, you cocksuckers, right? So, he, I don't know. I mean, listen, I think he's probably a good guy. I, you know, he's, I guess, well-respected in the space because a lot of people were, were commenting on his post saying, like, you know, wishing him well and, and all this stuff. And that's fine. Again, positivity is great. But it's like, man, like, I just, that's just not confident in, in who who's going to pay for your Patreon? And, and again, I don't know if he does this full time. There's some guys out there who strictly do this full time. If it's full time and, and, and he's looking to pay for his mortgage and he's got kids and then I'm going to feel a little bad because, you know, that sucks. You know, I don't want kids to, you know, not be fed and stuff because daddy had a bad week in gambling. But um, I don't know. I don't know. I had mixed feelings on. I want to address it. I thought that was funny. I had it written down here at the very bottom of my notes. Um, but yeah, let's get the Fury Wilder. Uh, I'm not gonna spend too much time on it. A lot of things are brewing on Twitter about, you know, what's better, MMA or boxing, and this and that. I mean, listen, they need to coexist, right? I've never, I don't know if I, I don't know, if, I don't know if you could ever find a tweet of mine that says boxing's dead. I think boxing's a different sport. I enjoy it. I watch the big fights. I watch the the bullshit fights just because the the, the advertising gets to me like the Logan Paul's and the Jake Paul's. I watch those shit. I don't pay for it. I mean, I did pay for the Jake or the Logan Paul Mayweather fight, but Showtime ended up not working. So I got my money back. But I mean, I, I didn't pay for the, the Jake Paul Woodley. I actually didn't pay for the fire, uh, Fury Wilder either. I found a really, really gorgeous stream. Allegedly, allegedly I did. Um, a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend allegedly sent me a text and it was one of the best streams uh, out there allegedly maybe um but it's funny everyone's getting worked up about this listen boxing in its own lane and 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 people it was an amazing fight it was an incredible boxing I mean, heavyweights going out there it, it was an incredible war both guys showed a tremendous amount of heart both guys are getting dropped all over the place they both have a good personality it's a trilogy it's a classic boxing trilogy you gotta love it i'm a combat sports fan so you gotta love it but 
for these MMA enthusiasts, these MMA hardcores like myself, and, and I'm not the one getting riled up, but so many people are getting riled up about this. It's like we're not even, it's not even the same anymore. I don't even think Fury Wilder is going to sell that well. You know what I mean? I just don't think it will. You know, Tiafoma Lopez is one of my favorite, current favorite boxers right now. He doesn't sell that well. Terrence Crawford, another one of my favorite boxers, he's not selling that well. They're getting huge checks, but they're not putting anybody on their undercard, and they're just not making money off it. Like, it's not a huge profitable business like it was. Um, and there's a lot of shady shit that goes on in boxing. I'm sure MMA as well. But it's good to see boxing rebound like this with a huge fight that delivers. I'm not upset. I'm not mad. I don't think it's MMA versus boxing anymore. I think MMA... If you like boxing, you like boxing. Like MMA, like MMA. I, I think they're two different sports. I happen to like both. I prefer MMA. It's a full fight. It's it's better to me. Um, so I think it's silly that everyone's arguing online right now. But what are you, you going to do, right? What 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 am I going to stop uh, people <coughs> that fake uh, that fake stutter got me in my throat? What am I going to stop people from arguing on Twitter? Who am I? God, ain't gonna happen. Ain't gonna happen. But the fight delivered. Listen, I was uh I'm not on either side. You know, Dante Wilder, I've always thought was a very shitty boxer that just had really big power. And uh Tyson Fury was was a fantastic boxer for the size of the man. Uh really light limo. People love his personality, but you know, I think he's got some anti-gay stances. I think he's he's very um there's some things that have come out about him that maybe doesn't make him that great of a person uh, with his, you know, ultra religious beliefs and maybe some, you know, some beliefs in there that probably are a little problematic for some people. I don't really respect that. So I'm not a huge Tyson Fury fan. I could be wrong about that. I should say the word allegedly. Allegedly, he's got these. I don't know. Everyone seems to be in love with the guy. I I, I like his skills. This fight, I, I, I had uh, Fury. I thought Wilder, who bulked up, he looked fucking gigantic. Uh, I thought he's gonna have a problem with that. You know, muscles don't win you fights, and and he still still has. And I tweeted this out. He's got these pencil legs, man. These pencil little fucking legs, and he's getting outweighed by forty pounds. And and Tyson did exactly what I thought he should do. He should just fucking lean on him and lay on him and and, and do uh and just let him carry his weight a few minutes, a few times in those clinches. And slow him down because, you know, even when he was 219, 220, he didn't really have the best cardio. His footwork has always been trash. He just has a fucking right hand. And he's a dog. He's got crazy heart, too. He's got a good chin. He's got good heart. Um, Tyson got dropped in the fourth round. Fury got dropped in the second round. Tyson got dropped twice in the fourth round. The second drop was more still from the first drop. The first drop was a giant right hand that shook his whole body. Uh, Tyson took that clean, got dropped. But Tyson's been dropped before in fights. Uh, and he got up and he just looked, he didn't look rocked on the mat. You know, he just looked kind of upset that he got caught with that. Cause he knew like, fuck this guy hits hard. I got to get up now. Like I got to watch it. And then, uh, after that Dante just faded. Right. But he stayed in and he showed a lot of heart. My biggest thing is a lot of people are just giving Dante Wilder credit for, for being a warrior. And I guess you should, right. Congrats to Dante for, for sticking it out. But he didn't make that many improvements. He came out kind of hot. He put on seven pounds of muscle. Um, footwork still dog shit. Defense still dog shit. And Tyson Fury was never going to lose that fight. Even when he got caught, he was never going to lose that fight, right? He just never was. He was in total control uh, of the entire fight. I, the only round Deontay Wilder won was the, the fourth with the knockdowns. That's it. And uh, then he completely slowed down and, and he showed some heart. But I don't know if, if, if he needs to get all that respect for being tough. I mean, he didn't put in the work. 
right? And he's a one-trick pony that got exposed and he got knocked out in the 11th round. Tyson Fury looked like he put in the work. You know, Tyson Fury was 350 pounds, drug addict, you know, battle of mental health, battled back, right? Weighed 277, moves incredibly well, took some big shots, took Dante Wilder's best shot, and, you know, battled back and, and then tried to go shake his hand. Wilder didn't want any of that. That actually doesn't bother him that much. Fuck it, right? I hate when winners come over and they want to hoist the loser's hands up. and like, this is the truth. You know, no, fuck that, right? You know, that's bullshit. I don't like when people do that. I don't like when losers go over to winners and do that, right? That, that, that's that time's, uh, that guy's time to shine. Fuck that, right? Don't, that, you know, I don't need good sportsmanship and fighting. I just don't, right? He went over there, tried to end up, while I was like, no, well, I don't respect you. I'm not, I'm not going to respect you. He seems like, you know, Jonathan Wilder gave a lot of excuses for the second fight. Seems like he gave like a little bit of excuse with the weight and saying he didn't come in at 277 to be a ballerina. He came in to lean on me and he succeeded, right? And you kind of had to expect that, right? Because he kind of did in the second fight too. Um, but even if he danced, danced around like a ballerina and was moving his foot and footwork and boxing with it, he would have dominated you anyway. You are just have that one-trick pony. I think Deontay Wilder, the, the biggest issue with him is I think he's a little delusional. I think he doesn't have the right people around him. I know he switched some things up, but he's got a bunch of yes men in there just bragging about how fucking powerful he is. You know, oh, you know, Max Kellerman got a report from his camp that he's hitting 250% harder. Fuck you, 250% harder. How do you measure that, right? Like, how scientific is that? Yeah, great. He can punch hard for one round. Can he do it for 12? He couldn't even do it for fucking six. So, no. Um, but listen, I, I think it's funny that a lot of people are getting very upset. MMA versus boxing. They both can live people. They, we can get great boxing fights and we can get great MMA fights. You know what I mean? They're, I know they're similar sports. They're in the same realm of combat sports and there's rivalry there and all that shit. That's fine, but they can both coexist. And I had a great time watching that fight last night. Was it the best fight I've ever seen? Absolutely not. But it was a fun fucking heavyweight fight. All right. Getting to UFC. Whew, got a lot to talk about and, and not too much about the card. I had to get a little drink for this. So the card was good. I went six and three on my picks. I picked with Timbo and Christian. My guys, Timbo won. Timbo won again, defending motherfucking champ. That guy is good. That motherfucker don't miss. Um, again, listen, we all picked a great card. Um, it came down to the main event again. Uh, you know, we all were dead even going in our little point scoring system, which again, we do it for fun. It doesn't really matter. We, I think we all won money, uh, that night. Tim had a good night. I think he just hit a, uh, college parlay as well. Maybe some NFL stuff. Tim's betting everything, you know, bet the best three on Twitter, go follow him. Uh, so Tim's up, I'm up and I, and I, and I, Christian had a wedding, so I don't know if he gambled a whole lot, but I'm sure he's up. The guy, the guy's, I mean, the guy's a wild man, right? I'm sure he's up. But um, came down to the main event. You know, Hadiguez, if she won, Timbo wins. If Dern finished, Christian won. If Dern won by decision, I won. Obviously, the result was Hadiguez uh, dominated. But six and three on our picks. Uh, pick, I, I feel like I picked a good card. But the one thing that I need to talk about before we review the card. My guy. And not just like my guy that I'm a fan of him. That I personally know this man. Chris Curtis finally, finally signed to the UFC. I'm so happy. I was at work and I was super busy on uh, Thursday, Friday. So Thursday night, go to bed early. 
wake up Friday, go to work, pretty busy day at work, get a tweet from Thick Diaz, tweet it at Marcel Dorf, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, who breaks all the breaking news that Chris got signed, stepping in for Deron Wynn, who had a health-related issue fighting for Halls. And I saw at work Friday morning that Chris posted on his IG that he was cutting weight. And I said, why is he cutting weight when he doesn't fight till the 14th? So, okay, right? And I was going to message him. I'm like, no, he's cutting weight. Fuck it. Maybe he's just like a pre-cut. Maybe he's helping someone cut. You know, he's in Vegas. Maybe some one of his teammates were fighting on the card. Then I got that tweet. He tagged me in that tweet, and I, I almost lost it, right? I pulled over. I had still stops left. I, 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 I was busy, and I pulled over, and I just started riffling off, finding out what the details and this and everything. It was incredible. The guys worked so hard to get it. And then, uh, yeah, and and then obviously Phil Hall's declines a fight. He doesn't fight. Chris made weight. He was 198, 197 when he accepted the fight. He cut about 14 to 15 pounds of my 13, 14 pounds. Um, he's originally, he's, he has, he's got a lot of fights at 85, but he's primarily a 170 pound fighter. Took this fight on literally 20 something hours notice, cut weight, goes in, weighs in 184.5. Phil Hawes doesn't even show up the weigh ins and his management team left the UFC. No, we never accepted the fight. We're not accepting it. So I'm going to get into that in a minute. Cause Phil Hawes is now my number one enemy. And in, in hindsight, it might be a good thing, but still this weak card, and Chris stepped up, cut the weight, which I'm sure wasn't easy. And you bitch out like that, Phil Halls. I'm I got plenty of say to you. But first, I want to give my flowers to Chris. Chris is um, if if you were listening for the first time, and you don't know because you know I do have a few new listeners from the Anakin Florian uh, appearance I did. Thank you for listening. But Chris and I used to train together, train together back in 2000 from 2009 to about 2012. I think is when the peer we trained. Um, I met him at the gym and, uh, another friend of ours, Chris Slaughterhouse Smith, RIP who passed away. He was the one who I originally met first and we, and then Chris is obviously really good friends with him. And then Dom Steele was a part of that little, it was the three of them and they all kind of welcomed me because when you go to MMA gym, everyone's kind of standoffish, at least the one I went to, right? You got a room full of alpha males and no one wants to kind of break the ice. No one wants to kind of like welcome you in besides maybe the the coaches or the owners or something everyone's kind of sizing everyone up right i walk in i mean i'm a bigger guy so not many heavyweights are in the room but still i kind of got looked at a little bit and people and i didn't know anybody right i didn't know anybody went to the gym and then they always want to kind of test how you got you know what what your skill level is and all this stuff and then they won't let you spar right away you got to kind of prove yourself and then chris on a saturday chris uh smith who r.i.p who passed away in a car accident Really good friend of mine. He His picture will always be in my studio everywhere I go. Slaughterhouse, I love you. Um, he's a big guy. He was like 6'3", 280 pounds, right? And he's like, hey, you want to spar? I was like, yeah. So he was the first guy I spar at the gym. I did really well. And then he was so surprised how good I was. And we just hit it off. And then that's how I met Chris. And that's how I met Dom. And then I just trained those guys for years. And, and some bonds really were there. I, I watched Chris cut... 12 pounds in like 18 hours and drive to West Virginia to make a fight. I've seen, you know, him eat a, I told us on the podcast last week, I seen him eat a bowl of 
macaroni and cheese out of a popcorn bowl. You know, right? You know, after after he fought, because he used to have to kill himself to make 170. I've seen him a video and heard the stories. I wasn't actually there in person. Eating a buffet, they make an announcement over the PA at, at some local show in Kentucky. Hey, is there any heavyweights in the building that can step up and take a heavyweight fight? Chris goes, I'll do it. He weighed 200 something pounds. They let him fight. He knocked the guy out in like three seconds. Guy shit his pants. Hilarious, awesome stuff. Um, but you know, the good guy. Chris is 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 there. And then years later, Dom was in the UFC. Chris hadn't left for Vegas yet. I believe he was maybe getting ready for the Bellator uh, reality show that he was on. Maybe um, this might have been before that. Maybe he was a fight overseas, Canada or something. Either way, I went in the train with them, had a seizure. They had to hold me down. Apparently, I was trying to get up for the paramedics. I was trying to fight the paramedics. They had to hold me down. He basically held me down, relaxed me, and would, you know, contact me afterwards, make sure I was all right. And just, listen, just an overall great guy. I credit him for saving my life, right? He's been on the podcast multiple times. I love the guy. So, well-deserved. Not and, and that's just on a personal level, on a, on a, on a skill level. We were in, you know, we were in a gym full of Daniel Strauss, Bellator champion. We we're Dom Steele, UFC uh, former UFC fighter, Victor O'Donnell, who fought on the Ultimate Fighter, fought in Bellator as well, could have been in the UFC. Roger Bowling fought in Strikeforce, fought in the UFC. Um, you know, several other people. You know, um, Sean Asher, who fought in Bellator and has fought all over the world. Uh, we were in the in the room with some really good guys, and to me. And it's not just my friendship level with them. I worked with all of them. I sparred all of them. I, 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 you know, Chris was the most talented for sure, without a question, right? And uh, so this is long overdue. It's a hundred percent long overdue. I thought he should have got signed when he was on the Contender Series before. Had a great knockout. Got passed over. Um, he had a rough run in the PFL with a with a crazy thing. He retired. Came back. The only time he's ever been knocked out in his, in his career was the Ray Cooper got caught with a big shot, then had to bounce back from that. Now he's on like an eight fight win streak and he's finished most of them. And it's just a crazy story. And, and he moved to Vegas years ago to pursue his dream. He was originally split in time in California and Cincinnati with, with uh, team quest moved to Vegas full time. And you know, he's right there and he cut the weight is made the weight and got turned down. Um, and, and that's incredibly, incredibly upsetting, uh, that that happened. But the only good news is, is that he signed, right? You have to sign a contract to get the fight. He signed the contract. He's got a three fight deal with the UFC. They're going to book him. hopefully sooner than later. He's made it right. He's made it. And, and my friendship aside, I think he's a terrific fighter. I think his boxing, some of the best in that division, he works the body really well. He goes it ahead. His chin is very good. I know he got knocked out by Ray Cooper, but you know, people get caught. He's got a giant fucking head, good chin, good cardio, never gets tired, trains his ass off, and is is a fucking stud. Won't quit. Won't quit in there. Um, and uh, yeah, and and he's been frustrated most of his career because guys who I was just naming and other people have he's guys he's beaten have gotten calls up and he hasn't, and that's bullshit. And when you spend your whole life doing this in the hurt business in a business that's not fucking easy to do on your body, physically, mentally. You're not making a ton of money. You're away from your family. You have to move across country if you want opportunities. And then finally to get it um, is, is incredible for him. I, I, I couldn't be happier for another human being. I, I truly, truly couldn't. Um, and, and, I, and I wish him the best. Now, 
It might have been a blessing in disguise because the real me, the capper me, he looks, Phil Hall's a great wrestler. Chris has struggled with wrestlers in the past. He has looked really good. His last fight was against Kenny Robertson, who I know is like 40, but is a good wrestler. He stopped all his takedowns. Phil Hall's is a different animal, different beast. So it would have been a nice challenge for, for Chris to get in there, who's been working tirelessly on his wrestling, to see what he would have against a naturally 185-pounder, a bigger guy who could wrestle. I would have I would have bet Chris. I think he opened plus three fifty. I think the line was set. I would have loved a three round TKO, which would have been a crazy number, because Chris doesn't get tired. Chris wears on you, and Phil Halls does. Phil Halls has shown to be hurt in some fights as well. I picked around when to beat him, um, but he didn't take the fight. <laughs> he didn't take the fight. So I'm not a I'm not a guy to really rip too much like socially. Like Timbo's a bulldog. Timbo graffiti on online, right? I don't troll fighters. I don't, you know, write them mean messages or whatever, but I'm gunning with Phil Haas. Um, this guy is acting like he is defending his title and he's not going to take a fight on short notice. Like, what the fuck? Like, the UFC cannot be happy about this. They had to sign a guy. So now they got another guy in contract, which I know they always want to release people. They don't want to have 700 fighters, but they got now they got another guy in another contract. It is probably stated to these fighters, and if not, it should be. During COVID, during these times we're in, fights are going to fall out. It's our job to get you a fight. Phil Hall's Jerome win was booked months ago. How to rebook to this date. So the UFC's thinking, you know what? Let's get a guy in there. This guy needs a paycheck. He's went through two camps without a paycheck. Let's see what he's got. Turned it down. Said, nah, against a guy that he is bigger than, stylistically matches up fairly well with him, with the wrestling, said no. What? What? I hope, I, he's not going to get cut because he's a good talent, but I hope Phil Halls never wins another fight in the OC again. Phil Halls just became public enemy number one to this podcast, right? I got a, got a lot of guys I support. I got a lot of guys that I like. My undying support, my will, my human will wills these guys to victory. At least I like to believe so. And Phil Halls is now my number one enemy. This guy is dead to me. He's in the graveyard. Okay. It might have been a blessing in the skies because he matched up well with Chris and Chris could have lost and all this shit. He took the fight in short notice. Now Chris gets a little more time to repair in his natural weight class and all those things. There's a silver lining. But guess what, Phil? You almost took this away from my guy. And he wanted to debut. He cut that weight and then you said no. Public enemy number one, Phil Hawes. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck your blonde hair. Go fuck your no chin. You're done. Okay? You're done. You are done. Done. I got nothing else to say. Fuck that guy. Man. I was so hyped. And it got taken away from me. And then respect to James Krause. James Krause was like, fuck it. I'm, I'll, I can make 185. And the commission's like, no. And Chris told me, yeah, I said to Krause. Fuck yeah, why not? Krause is a... Former 155-pound fighter. I'll fight him at 85 with no training camp. He's a very good fighter, but I fight him. Oh, my God. What a roller coaster. All right, to the fights now. After that, out of the way. Mackenzie Dern, Marina Hadiga's main event. Marina Hadiga's got a four-star. Mackenzie Dern got a two. Dernie, baby. Dernie, 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 baby. Learn how to wrestle. Let's go. Let's wrestle a little bit. 
know, she's working with Perello, and I don't know if it's because she fought a really high-level striker in Rodriguez, but her striking looked absolutely awful. It has looked better in other fights. Her physique looked fantastic. She looked in great shape. Faded, though. And then her wrestling was absolute dog shit. She did get the fight down on the second ground, um, <clears throat> second or third round. I can't remember which one. Dominated on the ground. Went for more ground and pound. Rodriguez is, was very strong on the ground. She looked be strong all fight. And I felt like <clears throat> you got to be patient when you're on the ground. I get it. But I feel like if Dern really pressured some more submissions, some more scrambles as opposed to doing the ground and pound. I feel like that could have been benefit for her. Obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. You want to hit her to open her up and all that stuff. But Rodriguez was dominant, uh, fantastic on the ground. She is a fantastic fighter. She's 100% with 115 needs right now. She's an absolute stud. A lot of people think her and Joanna should fight. I agree with that. She was even honest in the post-fight saying, no, Carla's next. Give me Joanna, right? And then talk shit about Joanna. Why is she ranked? She's not fighting anymore. She's not. She's like a model now, right? A pretty fucking sweet model, you know, because I got a crush on her. But she's modeling now. Get that number off her. She didn't want to fight. You get the number off her. Bottom line, I know she's a huge star. She's an exciting fighter. I would love the Marina Hadigas fight versus Joanna uh, Jojecek. There's got to be five rounds. Both killer strikers. I would absolutely love to see that. The trash talk would be awesome. The intensity would be awesome. Uh, you know, Joanna's got a history with the Brazilian women. So I love that fight. It was a good fight. You know, it was a good fight. I, um, betting standpoint, I think I always, I did not bet Dern actually. I did not have her any which way. I looked at Dern by sub, which was minus number minus minus one ten on Barstool. Didn't like it. Cause I can't win a prop to save my fucking life. Um, but I didn't better. I, I did not better. I thought the value was probably going to be on how you guys, if I'm being honest with you. But I did pick her, so it doesn't really matter. But I didn't bet her. Uh, she just needs to get better grappling. I mean, that's it. I mean, her 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 ground game is unbelievable. But if you can't get it there, it doesn't matter, right? Her wrestling looked amateurish. She was kept trying to lock her arms up and was like a lot of judo stuff. Oh, get after the fucking legs. Get the legs. You know what I mean? Got to really work on that wrestling if she's, if she's going to be anything at 115. She's a very, very talented fighter. The best fighter at 115 on the ground for sure. Uh, you got to get it there. All right, next up, Randy Rudeboy Brown versus Jared Gooden. Randy got a four, Gooden got a two. Awesome performance by Rudeboy Brown. I read this wrong. Christian was all over this. I got hyped up on the podcast for Night Train. You know, I bought into, uh, you know, the, the hype train a little bit. See what I did there? Right. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. Yeah, that, that was a stinky joke. But Jared Gooden did kind of stink, you know, very average. Um with his striking, had some decent leg kicks, but Randy Brown getting his wheels kicked out, dislocated his toe, almost dropped good and was styling on him. You know, uh, I consider Randy Brown more of a grappler than a, than a striker. Uh, not the case. You know, he looked fucking great on the feet. You know, I, 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 I've criticized Randy Brown in the past for having a chin problem. He's been knocked out before. Chin, I mean, he didn't really get hit too much, but his chin showed up. I mean, he's fucking giant for 170, 6'3", ripped up. Cardio on point. I mean, that, that's a guy to look out for. And maybe I need to really open my eyes to Randy Brown. Christian obviously did. Made him his mortal lock. And uh, hopefully he bet him heavy. I know he's a decent-sized favorite at minus 245. But, uh, yeah, great performance by Randy Brown. I loved it. Um, really classical, you know, uh, performance. You know, try to get good now there. Gooden's just so fucking tough. Miss weight, too. That's another thing. Um if you miss weight, your rec- the record of you winning is actually pretty good in the UFC because you don't have to cut those extra. He missed weight by like three and a half pounds. He was like 174 and a half, maybe even like, yeah, three and a half pounds. Uh, that's a lot. 
that's a lot for two big guys, right? And Randy cut the weight. You got to cut the weight. So Randy Brown, I know, went to Twitter, was very unhappy with, um, you're just getting 20% and this and that. And I agree with him. There needs to be a little bit stricter thing in place. But now Jared Gooden's one in three in the UFC. A lot of people might be calling for his exit. I don't know. He's a pretty exciting fighter. I think he's very average at this point. I think he's, his power is pretty good. But other than that, he's pretty average. But he can give you some good fights in there. He's willing to take it. He's willing to stand up. You know, he's fairly well around it. But uh, I, I, I don't know if he's going to get cut. But that was my send him home. That was my send him home. I played Jared Gooden by knockout as well. Missed that. But uh, great performance by Randy Brown. All right, Tim Elliott versus uh, Matthias Nicolau. This fight... Tim Elliott gets a one. Nicolau gets a three. Tim Elliott, I, I know his his Twitter's like awkward MMA. You got to do something, bud, right? You, you got to get after it a little bit. Like, I feel like you had the grappling advantage. I think you had the striking advantage at times as well. You hurt Nicolau a few times in that first round. You won the first round. Um, and then I had Nikolai win in the next two. But you got to get after it a little more and, and have a little more intelligence, have a little more, um, you know, tenaciousness in there. Because Nikolau... Don't worry, really he's that dangerous of a fighter on the feet. I mean, I had him by submission because I was just, I thought maybe he can catch a neck. Tim puts himself in some bad positions sometimes. I picked Nick Lau to win as well, but I just felt like, you know, uh, Tim Elliott had all the tools to get that done, and he just didn't. And James Krause is taking a lot of heat for saying he was up two. It's kind of a corner mistake, I guess. You know, you can put it on him. I don't know. Maybe he thought he was up two. It was, it was a close fight. Some people had it fairly close like that i don't know I, I i had nikolai winning two and three and, and tim elliott winning one but uh forgettable fight from from both guys you know tim elliott still has that great uh fucking resume and this just adds to it he just needs to start winning and i think he, this was a winnable fight for him and nikolai's a guy who just keeps going on the radar at 125 just keeps sliding on the radar he's got some good wins and he just keeps sliding there all of a sudden He's going to get a big fight. We're all going to be like, what? This fucking guy? But yeah, he's, he's starting to win. Next up, Maria Agavapov versus uh, Sabina Mazzo. Uh, boys. Agavapov. Man, she looked good. She looked mean in there. Uh, dog play by your boy. Underdog lock hit. Love it. She looked nasty in there. That's the fighter that did not show up to Shana Dobson. Now, there's a lot of rumors going on about her personal life, and maybe they're true, maybe they're not, but whatever happened, she straightened them out, at least for this fight, because she was fucking hungry in there. She beat up Sabina Mazzo every inch, every second of that fight, finished her on that third round, should have knocked her out. Basically, I knocked out. The choke was just the ending, right? The choke... Sabina was tapping before the choke was even in, but just a savage performance by Agavapa. Five stars all the way. Sabina Mazzo gets a two just because she took it, right? She took an ass beat and kept coming forward and was like, oh, I could probably win. Nah, you can't. Yeah, smacked around. Uh, great fight, though, by Agavapa. I'd like to see more of her. She's really long and tall for that division. And if she can get rid of whatever the shit she's got outside the cage, uh, I, I like her to, to be pretty good in this fight. All right, next up, Chris Gutierrez, my mortal lock versus Philippe Corrales. Gutierrez gets a three, Philippe gets a two. Another forgivable fight. The judging was a little weird. It was a split decision win for Chris Gutierrez. One judge gave it to Corrales, who I think was egregious. I had a 30-27 Gutierrez. There are some close moments where Corrales would maybe get a takedown, but he did absolutely nothing with him. Gutierrez... Hands didn't look super sharp to me. You know, uh, he, he was laying his kicks like he always does, but I, I felt like at the end of the third round where he got really aggressive, I felt like there was times in this fight where he could have done that. Maybe not as hard because he knew he knew it was short time, so he really exploded. But there are times where 
his hands were there and he was willing to be hit. You know, he was moving well, his cardio held up, takedown defense held up for the most part. Um, oh, I, I expected a little more for Gutierrez. I think this guy's an elite striker. I think he's a good 35er, someone that people are going to be surprised when they fight. He's going to, he's going to upset some, some top guys at 35, but I need to see more at the hands. You know, there was opportunities there and he just didn't do it. You, you and Philippe were just trading kicks a lot, which is fine, but you know, open your hands up a little more. Your kicks will be set up a little more as well. So um, he gets a three, two more lock though. Hit on my uh, slime balls, bro. Alexander Romanov versus Jarrett Vanier. Vanier gets a one. Romanov gets a four. I couldn't give the guy a five only based on the fact that he did. I still think fake the nut shot. I know they said in the broadcast he was in the hospital for like six weeks, whatever. Fuck off. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. I might have misheard that, but you weren't. There's no, I mean, Six weeks for getting kicked in the nuts, unless you had like four or five different nut surgeries, which I think that would have they would have led with that. No, you weren't in the hospital for six weeks. I think maybe they said training for six weeks. I I don't fucking remember, but I still think it's fake. However, he looked good in this fight. Many years stinks. Um, no ground game whatsoever. He gave him some fits in the first round, but Romanov is just so fucking strong, dude. He just takes you down, and once he gets on top and he really gets his position, he takes his time. Those punches are big and heavy. One elbow cut up man in the ear, and then those punches in that second hour just fucking death. Uh, Romanov also got a four because it's time. It, it it's time to step up now, bud. Right? It's time to, to everyone's hyping you up. Everyone likes you. Everyone sees the potential. You are a seven hundred minus seven hundred favorite or whatever. Time to step up the competition. Heavyweight is interesting right now. Romanov is a guy that I feel like a lot of people might not want to fight. Um, it's going to be interesting, right? But it's the time is now for him to step up. So I can't keep having you beat on the Jarrett Van years of the division, right? You got you got to move forward. All right, next up, you have Charles Rosa versus Damon Jackson. Rosa gets a one because he's a fraud. Jackson gets a three. Pretty good fight. We all were in Jackson just like we all were on Romanov. Jackson was a good size favorite. Um... I bet the over in this round, this fight, the over two and a half, just because I knew it wasn't going to go to a finish. Rosa is defense is great on the ground. He's got a good chin. Damon, uh, Damon Jackson isn't the biggest puncher. Uh, I, I didn't think Rosa was going to uh, submit Jackson either, um, but I, I thought it was going to be a grappling fight to a decision, and it was. Should have done that straight, Brian, you fuck. But uh, it is what it is. But Damon Jackson gets a three. Charles Rosa gets one. Another okay fight. There was some heat between these guys. Damon Jackson had a huge cut. They let it go. It was 18 stitches. I think they said they had to sew that thing up. Uh, it was on the side of his eye, like right by his temple. Huge spinning elbow by uh, Charles Rosa. I thought that might have been the fight. I thought Damon Jackson was going to get that robbed for him. Lady came in and was like, can you see? Lady doctor, that is. Can you see? Yeah. Okay, he's good. Like, didn't even like... I love that shit, right? You know what I mean? I know it's for the safety of the fighters, but I don't think there's a fighter alive that would want the fight stopped because of a cut. You get cut, you're you're angry. You're fuck. That dude just hit me with a fucking elbow and cut me. I want to get that back. The last thing you want to do is for the fight to be stopped. Unless it's like a horrible cut. Like Randy Couture got cut on his eyelid in the Vitor Belfort uh, second fight. Before B4, uh, B4, B4, B4 Belfort's glove sliced his eye in a missed punch. Eyelid cut. UFC 49, or excuse me, UFC 46. Look it up. And Randy had to stop it. Now, something like that, Randy was a little pissed, but Randy's also like, you know what? I could have lost my fucking eye. Uh, you know, not too bad. Not too bad. All right, next up, then we got uh, Lupi Ganaz versus 
Gomez, Suarez, or Juarez, Gomez, whatever. Lupi gets a three. Gomez gets a zero. Lupi looked good. A lot of people thought she was going to dominate. I picked the dog here. Didn't bet this fight besides it going the over. I could, uh, could not believe that it got finished, but I'm an idiot, so what do I know? And then the first fight of the night, Steve Garcia versus uh, Charlie Altaveros. Garcia gets a two. Altaveros gets a one. Garcia got hit with every, hurt with everything. A fucking gust of wind was hurting this guy. So I can't give him more. He dominated the fight. He got, you know, Altavares quit again. The guy's just not built for MMA. He's got some unique skills, but, you know, that's about it. But a nine-fight card, nine and tidy, six and three on the picks. Timbo's still your champ. More picks coming this week. And I want to end the thing on two two things. I want to. I was going to spend a lot of time on the Schwab, Schwab, Charles Schwab, uh, Brennan Schaub and Hawani beef. Because I'm down the middle on it because I don't like either guy. And I, I was sitting there uh, earlier last week. I was going to come do a, a live stream on Friday um, talking about Chris and everything. And I was going to dive into this. So I was thinking about it, like what I would say and stuff. I, I just, here, here's my problem. I think they're both egomaniacs is what it is, right? Shab has done fairly well with the help of Rogan and stuff concerning what he was, right? He's made a nice little living for himself, regardless of how terrible his podcast or comedy is. He's done well, right? Hawani, I've always thought this is the best we have for MMA. And I still think Hawani is where he's at because he's, he was the first one, right? I still think he did some shady shit to the UFC, even though he denies it or whatever like that. And that's a big reason this started was because Rogan told Shab and Shab has kind of ran with that or whatever. Hawani denies it or whatever, but they're both egomaniacs. If you're going to sit there and think Errol Hawani is a super nice guy, maybe, but he's also a fucking egomaniac. The guy loves himself some Errol Hawani. You know what I mean? Like, especially now it's like the one thing Brendan Shab said that's hundred percent true was you're at square one. Now you went from, the MMA hour to Fox to UFC back to the MMA hour to ESPN to not be able to make a deal with ESPN back to the MMA hour, MMA fighting. Like I know you're doing some more things with BT sports and fucking God knows you're covering wrestling for some goddamn reason you're covering wrestling, but you're back at square run now, bud. Like that's hundred percent true. And then what Hawani is saying about Shab is fairly true as well. Now, the one thing that, whole, that I will say, Hawani is throwing accusations out there that Shaw buys his followers and his views are fake and all this stuff. I, you know, I don't, you know, that's, that, you got to prove that, bud. You got to prove that if you're going to say it. You got to prove it. But I think it's fun. I want to beef. I want to get in a beef with somebody. There's a capper who I don't follow, who I've talked shit about before. Let me beef with him, right? I grew up in the, you know, early 2000s. With fucking Eminem beefing with every rapper, 50 Cent and Ja Rule, rap beefs, dude. Like, I want some beef. I've literally, spoiler alert, not spoiler alert, but a little peek behind the curtain. I have no music ability whatsoever. None. But my good friend was a fantastic rapper. And I was like the tough kid. I was tough, right? I would fight people and get in fights. And he wasn't, but he was a fantastic rapper. There's a rival high school that would send shots at him via rap diss tracks, via AIM, AOL Instant Messenger. And he's like, hey, Brian, and him and I are friends. You want to get on a track with me? That way I can say whatever I want because you're on it. And they say anything to you, you can beat him up. And I was like, yeah. So I get on it. The worst fucking verse ever. He kills it. I do a horrible job, but I love the beef. I want some fucking beef. 
right? Come at me. All right, here we go. Contender series. We're going a little longer than I want it. Contender series. Wiki capping is what I believe what people call this because I just look at the records and we go from there. My stomach is turning a little bit. That Chinese food's coming back up and saying, hello. Uh, first Friday night, Catherine Paparocki. Paparocki. I don't know how to say her name. Cool name. Denver, Colorado. Born in Kansas, so 5'3", straw weight, 26 years old. That face does not look 26. I'm sorry to say it. Uh, let's see here. So she fought in a boxing bout back in 20, 2020, got knocked out. A lot of wins by decision, Muay Thai, boxing, decision, decision. So it looks like she's got a lot of stand-up uh, background, but her last win, her last fight was a win, rear naked choke. Not super impressed with her stuff. Looks like she's kind of going everywhere. She's fighting Brazilian. Maria Silva fighting out of Portaleza, Brazil. 5'3", uh, straw weight as well. How old was she? 25, undefeated. KL, guillotine. Get, yeah, I mean, this girl, I, I, I'm going to go with the Brazilian here. You even have to look at all the records. Not going to dive too deep into it. You know how I feel about uh, Brazil's regional scene, but Silva just looks like, I don't know, just pictures alone. I'm sorry, Catherine. Uh, I'm going to go Brazil. Chris Duncan, who was supposed to fight earlier this season. I don't know if he pulled out or not. He's from Scotland. Lightweight, 5'10". Doesn't have his age here. Is undefeated. A lot of wins by KO. A lot of wins by punches. Against, you know, 6-3, and 14-5, 8-3, 2-0. You mean some decent competition, not crazy competition. He's fighting Slava. Fucking hell of a name, Slava. Borshev. Slava Borshev. 4-1, team alpha male, out of Sacramento. He's from Russia, but he's not from any stand, you know. Better, if they're from a stand, better grant. 29, making his UFC debut, lightweight. One loss by split decision of William Starks. He was 3-1. 2-2 two win, 3-3 three three win. Uh, it looks like this is going to be a fucking just banger, right? Both guys, striking backgrounds. Slava has got the fucking the gloves on and the topology pitcher. Chris Duncan looks like a brawler as well from Scotland. Give, oh man, give me Chris Duncan, even though I think he's going to be a little bit wilder. I don't think his standouts could be cleaner, but I think he's just going to be a little bit more well-rounded than Slava, even though Slava is training at Team Alpha Male. All right, next up, Jake Hadley, who I've heard a lot about, 7-0, White Kong out of England, Birmingham, England. Uh, undefeated, this guy is, I believe, a really good grappler. Yeah, I mean, he's just kind of a finisher, but he's got a lot of finishes on his record. Daryl Grant, Irene Melanda. Oh, God, he has a he has a fight over Reese Street, who was 0-24 back in 20. Has Reese won a fight yet? Reese! No, Reese! Oh, Reese. He's 0-40 now. Reese Street is 0-40, and all his losses come by... Some kind of submission. The guy just, you get him to the ground. He's like, take whatever you want. <laughs> Reese, I don't think MMA is for you, but there's other sports out there that you can do. Boxing, kickboxing. I don't know if MMA is for you, Reese Street. You got a great name. Reese Street. Man. Reese Street, one of my favorite fighters of all time. 0-40. Uh, he's got an 11-2 win, decent win decision. Bland, uh, yeah. So, Jake Haley, who I've heard a lot about, Cage Warriors guy, fought in Bellator once, too. I don't remember the Bellator fight, but Cage Warriors guy, um, he's got a lot of hop. He's, uh, hype. He's fighting Mitch Raposo, who was on The Ultimate Fighter. This kid, undefeated, coming out of Fall Rizzer Mass., uh, really high tempo, good grappling, not like the best grappling. Lost on the Ultimate Fighter, though, against Ludwig. Did not get signed, did not fight on any of the, uh, the finales or anything. Gets his shot 
at the contenders because he is young. He's 5-0. and He's fighting Jake Haley. He's 7-0. I feel like Haley's going to be a big favorite here. I haven't seen any alliance. I got to imagine with the name, with his skills, he's fought in some pretty high promotions with Cage Warriors being the best promotion in Europe. And then, obviously, Bellator. He's going to be the bigger uh, favorite here. But Mitch Raposo... I think this kid's good. As long as he's got cardio with him, I think he's a scrappy dude. I think he's going to get Haley some problems here. Um, I wouldn't lock Haley up. I mean, Haley could go out there and surprise for all the fuck I know. Um, I wouldn't lock him up because I think Rich uh, Mitch is, is a scrappy fucking dude. But uh, I'm going to pick Jake. I just don't love it. All right, next up, Lorenzo Hood. This fucking dude. Listen, <laughs> this dude is scary looking. Fighting out of the noise, 6'3", 32 is heavyweight. This guy's got one way to win, and it's fucking knocking you out. If he goes to the ground, he's going to not be great. He doesn't have the best cardio. He's supposed to fight earlier in this year. But this dude's a big, strong, fucking powerful dude. And he's got a fucking great name, Lorenzo Hood. Like That's just a fucking tough name. He's fighting Martin Bude. I, I, listen, I think that's his name. B-U-D-A-Y. Bude. I would pronounce that booty. It's probably Bude or something. Uh, where are you out of? Slovakia. There you go. Slovakia. 6'3", heavyweight, 29. Younger, same height. This guy's got a lot of knockouts on his record, too. Um, who's he fighting, though? 1 and 2, 2 and 5, 1 and 4, 21 and 17, 1 and 0, 5 and 3. So his last one was against Camille Menda, uh, who's 7 and 2. Decent little record there. Uh, he knocked him out in the second round. So, this guy's got good striking. Um, Lorenzo Hood, the little times I've seen him, he's just all power. It's almost like a Deontay Wilder. No cardio. Uh, if Bude, Bude, if he gets caught early, it's going to be a problem for him, but I think he's going to move around. I'm going to go Bude. I can't. I can't, You know what? No. Give me Lorenzo Hood. How am I going to... How am I not going to bet back Lorenzo Hood? Look at this fucking guy. All right, main event here. Junior Cortez. I clicked on this profile here on Topology. This guy looks like a model, right? This profile picture here, like, is like professionally headshotted. I mean, he's a gorgeous guy. I mean, it's a great. Whoever took that photo, they need to take my photo. Uh, let's see how he fights, though. Featherweight, 5'7, 29, MMA Lab, good camp. They said, no, he's not on the feet. Okay, Justin Hughes, split decision. That's a bad loss. That happened in 2019 to Justin Hughes. Justin Hughes is 4 and 4, okay? Justin Hughes is 4 and 4. Um, and I believe, yeah, that's just, that's just a bad loss. I was in the LFA. It was his only loss. He's got a lot of KOs. Um, his last win was against Alex Osona at three and zero. Chuck Maddie at six and 10 was his other win. You know, not the most impressive guy like his camp. There's some young, good looking kids coming out of his camp. He's fighting Christian Rodriguez coming out of another good camp. Rufus Sport, five, seven, 23 years old, young kid, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Rufus Sport guys do really well in the contender series. I feel like they got a lot of young up-and-coming guys there. So Jose Leon by Armbar, Zachary uh, 1-1. One one. He's undefeated, 6-9 again. Hasn't fought the best of the best. Shalamapos uh, Gregorio was his last win, which is a decent win. He knocked him out in the first round. So this is going to be a good fight. I'm going to go Christian Rodriguez, right? I'm not going to get lost in Junior Cortez's beautiful eyes, okay? I'm going to go Christian Rodriguez. He seems like he's got a lot of different wins on his record and seems like a flashy guy. Again, I know I've never seen either any of these fight besides Lorenzo Hood and Jake Haley. There's only two videos I've looked up. This is what you call wiki capping. And I think I've done pretty well, even though I don't keep track. I should start keeping track. Uh, I know for a fact Last week, I, it was a bloodbath. Last week, I, I, did, I didn't do anything. All right, that's it. That's the show. 
Uh, MOA Stakes Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram. I keep saying I'm going to get active on Instagram. I'm sorry. Just follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on both. Follow me on Twitter. Subscribe to the YouTube. MOA Stakes Podcast on YouTube. We do pickums every single week. Uh, we had a nice little, uh, you know, just comment. I'll put you on the screen. We'll talk. Give me your picks. Maybe you'll sway some of us. We'll have fun. Let's have fun with it. All right. That's it. Rate and review too. Okay. That for whatever reason, it helps a lot. So go to Apple Podcasts, rate and review, tell the world how awesome I am. And that's about it. Phil Hawes, go fuck yourself. Woo! Hey, fellas, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Who is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dollar.